Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Texas school superintendent who left his gun in an elementary school bathroom has called it quits, resigning. Cries for improved pedestrian safety on a major commuting route. I'm Dick Giuliano. Is sports betting in Maryland impacting D.C.'s tax revenue? I'm John Doman. Mixed day on Wall Street, the Dow ended down 85. It's 1 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by General Steel. I'm Tom Foti in Washington. There's snow falling on many of the lower 48 states from the Dakotas to Maine, but especially so on Minnesota. From Minneapolis, CBS News correspondent Christina Ruffini. Some residents went running. Others sprinted to the grocery store to stock up on supplies. Ryan Bradley went to church, getting his Ash Wednesday blessing in before the city shuts down. I did make his mass. I had to make a mass. And a few skeptics don't quite believe the hype. I mean, it's Minnesota. What do you expect? In Central Florida, investigators are looking for a motive and try to make sense of a series of gun deaths. His correspondent, Matt Piper. There were three separate shootings in the Orlando area, all police say involving one suspect who's been arrested. Three people were killed. The first shooting was around 11 a.m. Then Sheriff John Mina says the suspect shot members of the media sitting in a car. They are a News 13 reporter and photographer. And tragically, one of the News 13 employees has passed. A nine-year-old girl was also killed. Her mother was wounded. The discovery of a gun at an elementary school in Rising Star, Texas, has led to the resignation of a school superintendent. The gun found in an elementary school bathroom by a third grader belonged to the superintendent. Robbie Studeville says he accidentally left it in a stall after using the restroom. The teacher of the third grader has also come under attack. After being informed of the discovery, she ordered the young boy and another student to confirm that it was a gun. The superintendent says he armed himself because of shootings at a other schools just ahead of the first anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Russia. In Moscow, President Vladimir Putin rallied a large flag-waving crowd, praising the courageous Russian soldiers and making no mention of mounting casualties. Putin also held talks with China's top envoy, Wang Yi. U.S. officials voiced concern this week the Chinese could supply lethal military aid to the Russian army. Correspondent at O'Keefe, President Biden is now back in Washington after his wartime visit to Ukraine. There's been another cycle of attack and counterattack in the Middle East, where Israeli forces have conducted strikes in the Gaza Strip. Israel says that follows Palestinian attacks fired from the area, and that followed clashes in which 11 Palestinians were killed and over 100 hurt. And taking a look now at a recommendation from the Pentagon, which once true. With just one touch, you can listen live to WTOP on Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Download the WTOP app and choose it in your car's display so you never miss the stories you want to know, the news you need to know, or the traffic you want to avoid. WTOP News. Everything you need, every time you listen on Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union, where members are the mission. Visit NavyFederal.org. Insured by NCUA. WTOP at 103. Thursday morning, February 23rd, 2023. Clearing, breezy, warmer with some patchy fall parts of the area by daybreak. Temps rising into the 50s by daybreak. We're at 48 in our nation's capital now. And I got Thursday morning to you. We thank you for taking us along for your early 1 a.m. hour ride. 
I'm Dean Lane. Topping the local stories we are looking at for you this morning. A man is dead and a lot of questions remain after Fairfax County Police shoot and kill the man. He was wanted apparently for theft outside the local Tyson's Mall. It started with a call about a theft inside a store at Tyson's Corner Center, according to Fairfax County Police Chief Kevin Davis, and ended with two officers shooting the suspect after a quarter of a mile foot chase that ended nearby woods. And the suspect ran from our police officers. I don't know why he ran. He says what also isn't known right now is what prompted the two officers. To discharge uh, their firearms. Davis says one of the officers was in uniform and had on a body-worn camera. The other was in plain clothes. Uh, I do not know what was in the suspect's possession at the time of this shooting. The man who died at the hospital isn't being identified, but Davis does say. He's well known to law enforcement in the National Capital Region, and he has a violent criminal history. In Tyson's, Mike Marillo, WTOP News. It was an attentive crowd at the Wheaton Community Center listening to county leaders Wednesday night this week lay out future plans for improving pedestrian safety on those busy areas like Georgia Avenue. Two weeks ago, a 23-year-old woman was struck and killed on Georgia Avenue in Aspen Hill. I went to her funeral last week. She left behind her daughter, who's only seven years old. Montgomery County Council member Natalie Fani Gonzalez huddled with District 6 residents rallying support for safety improvements on Georgia Avenue, where in two years there have been six fatal crashes between Connecticut Avenue and Hathaway Drive. People are dying just by crossing the street. This is urgent. Fani Gonzalez says the future could bring a road diet, shrinking Georgia Avenue travel lanes in Aspen Hill from six lanes to four, making protected space for people walking, bicycling, and scooting. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. WTOP at 105 on your Thursday morning. There's a new federal lawsuit against D.C. police to tell you about this morning. A group of protesters is accusing the force of violating their First Amendment rights during the 2020 protest in the aftermath of George Floyd's death. This suit was filed in D.C.'s district court this week by the Partnership for Civil Justice Fund on behalf of three different protesters. Now, the complaint says police must stop the indiscriminate use of projectile weapons into crowds of protesters. Two plaintiffs in the case say police used a weapon that exploded shrapnel into their legs during demonstrations causing puncture wounds. They're now asking for compensation in the case for medical bills and punitive damages against D.C. police. Stay tuned. The D.C. lottery was the first in the DMV to have mobile sports betting. and It has a monopoly over most of the city right now. But is competition from elsewhere in the DMV putting a dent in the city's profits here? The question this morning. At a D.C. Council oversight hearing, Frank Suarez, who runs the D.C. lottery, says through the first quarter of this fiscal year, the city's sports betting industry saw a few more bets plays, though with less money wagered. Tax revenue actually has increased year to date by $62,535. Uh, which is an increase of 12.3%. That said, after finally turning a profit last year, the lottery projects tax revenue from sports betting to decline because of increased competition from Maryland. Right now, luckily, we're not seeing a major impact from Maryland. Last year, the city made over $2.7 million from sports betting. This year, the expectation is about 2.4. WTOP's John Doman. Multiple discarded ATMs found submerged in a northeast D.C. creek have actually caught the attention of the FBI. A D.C. police spokesperson tells our news partners at NBC4 this morning, police are apparently working with the FBI on this case to trace the origin of the ATMs found in Watts Branch Creek. Neighbors said they've been finding discarded ATMs along the creek in Marvin Gay Recreational Park for some time now and have taken to social media as well to complain about them in the river. 
When News 4 was at the creek recently, reporters say that they saw trash strewn around the banks as well as another ATM, in addition to the two neighborhoods that have complained about it where they had found those. Stay tuned. WTOP at 107. Traffic and weather on the way. Stay with us. Marlowe Furniture's President's Day Savings Event has been held over through this weekend. You still have time to save 60% off Marlowe's huge furniture selection or get 72 months interest-free financing. Presidential deals, sofas, your choice, $5.99 and $6.99. Dining set, $6.99. Queen bed, $5.99. Reclining sofa, $8.99. Express delivery on thousands of items. Savings like these will end soon. Hurry, don't miss Marlowe's greatest President's Day sale. Bring your style to life. Save 60% off at Marlowe Furniture with the area's largest showrooms under one roof since 1955. And coming up this early morning, morning in our WTOP after traffic and weather for you. It will not make the city less safe. D.C.'s council chairman defends the city's revised criminal code. I'm Luke Garrett. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. Thursday morning, February 23rd, with the time now is 108. Good morning, welcome. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $69. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Good morning to Ian Crawford with us in the WTOP Traffic Center. Hello there, Dino. We start in Virginia, northbound 95 at a stop again, and they've thrown it into park through the work zone after Fredericksburg heading toward the Rappahannock River Bridge. When you do move, it's single right to get by, but right now nothing is moving. Last stoppage, last hour, lasted about 15 minutes or so. If you are trying to get from here to there in a hurry and you are able to do it, you may want to think about Route 1 as a work around to circumvent this work that will take you from exit 130 all the way across the Rappahannock River Bridge to a point near Falmouth. South Batters, you've got your own headaches, but they are minor ones. It's going to be after Quatico and again after Garrisonville and then again just before uh, Falmouth, right lane blocked in each case. On the on 395, the earlier crash after Sherlington now cleared. No reported delays getting past this one, though. Watch for some work that's said to be up on uh, uh, 395 southbound, said to be near Washington Boulevard over on the right side. I think it's guardrail repair. 66, leaving the district, getting across the Roosevelt Bridge. We may be blocked. We may have the left lane blocked by overnight work. Capital Beltway, the outer loop and the inner loop between the GW Parkway and Georgetown Pike, two to the right, getting past the work. Additionally, inner loop after Arlington Boulevard, you are two left to get by the work. In the district, inbound New York Avenue, we had one stopped in the roadway after South Dakota Avenue, blocking the left lane. Maryland 95, quiet. We had work on the VW Parkway southbound before you get to Greenbelt Road, and that was getting by single file to the right. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Some big changes as we make our way through the next couple of hours and the next couple of days. First of all, the next few hours, starting off on a cool note in some areas as the warm air is moving in quickly across our region. So you may need the jacket in the morning, but you will not need it in the afternoon. Temperatures rebounding into the upper 70s to around 80 degrees. That would be a record high for the day. Friday, much cooler. Temperatures in the upper 40s to low 50s in the afternoon. Saturday, going 42. That's it. Wind chills in the 20s and 30s all day. And could even be a snow shower. I'm Storm Speaking for Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. Right now we are at 48 degrees in College Park in Fairfax as well on the National Mall. We're down to 45. We've dropped about 3 degrees in the last hour. This 1 a.m. hour, Thursday morning, February 23rd on WTLP. This latest check brought to you this morning by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. Good morning. Glad you're with us on WTLP. 
Time now is one eleven. Traffic in the D.C. region is constantly changing. If you spot a major incident that we're not already reporting, call the WTOP Traffic Center at 866-304-WTOP. That's 866-304-WTOP. Still ahead Thursday morning on WTOP. Arlington police say a 94-year-old charged with crimes against children could have more victims. I'm Megan Cloherty. Embracing agile modernization and practice and culture are critical for federal agencies migrating to cloud. Frank Reyes, cloud solutions leader at Maximus, explains the inherent challenge in doing that in the series Forward Thinking Government, sponsored by Maximus. First and foremost, do you have an empowered leader that's going to champion this? You're going to have to have individuals that can make the decisions at the right level. What is that vision of your migration into the cloud? What is your mission outcome that you're trying to drive? Federal agencies are looking for new approaches to today's challenges. At Maximus, we are ready and focused on what's ahead, leading with new ideas. Ideas and emerging trends for government modernization, harnessing advanced technologies and data to drive transformation, creating a total experience for the delivery of citizen services. We are enabling innovation to enhance the efficiency of government to reimagine new possibilities for today. Learn more at Maximus.com slash federal. Good Thursday morning, February 23rd. Welcome in this early morning. It's 112 on WTOP. Glad you're with us this morning. This is WTOP News. American Eagle flight from Jacksonville, Florida, here to Reagan National. Actually never made it to D.C. last night. You see flight 344 was diverted to Raleigh-Durham due to a security concern involving an unruly customer. Police met the flight in North Carolina, taking the person away. The trouble started apparently about 3.40 Wednesday afternoon. This morning, the FAA says it will investigate this incident and will have more on WTOP as it becomes available. Federal charges also, we're told, may be filed in this case. Stay tuned. U.S. Supreme Court has declined the request to former Maryland Republican governor's candidate Dan Cox. He had wanted the justices to review a judge's decision letting Maryland count mail-in ballots before Election Day in November. The Baltimore Sun reports this week in a petition. Cox's attorney argued a Montgomery County Circuit judge incorrectly granted a state board of elections request in September to allow ballot counting as early as October 1st to accommodate an expected deluge of mail-in ballots. The Supreme Court listed Cox's appeal on Wednesday this week among a number of cases that they declined without comment. Will the district's revised criminal code ever be enacted? That depends on what happens in Congress on this issue, facing an uphill battle right now in the Senate after the House voted to block it over fears it's soft on crime. But D.C. Council Chair Phil Mendelson defends the updated code this week, saying it's gotten a bad rap. It's really easy to demagogue crime. You know, we're increasingly a headline society, so the headline kind of like nails it. Mendelson blames both the city mayor, Muriel Bowser, and D.C. Police Chief Robert Conti III for casting the revised criminal code as soft on crime. It will not make the city less safe, and that's because sentencing in itself does not have a deterrent effect on crime. Mendelssohn says both the mayor and the chief don't understand the criminal code. If Congress intervenes, they will mess up our criminal justice system. Hear our full conversation on how the changes would actually impact D.C. residents on this week's episode of WTOP's DMV Download Podcast. 
Luke Garrett, WTOP News. WTOP this week has reached out to the mayor's office for response to Mendelssohn's comments. More victims of a suspected child abuser could be out there. The suspect is almost in his mid-90s. That is the latest word locally from Arlington County Police asking people to come forward in the case. Detectives say earlier this month a woman called 911 after seeing suspicious behavior between 94-year-old Adolfo Zambrano and a child and confronted him. When officers with the Special Victims Unit arrived, they determined Zambrano inappropriately touched the child. And in investigating Zambrano, they identified a woman who reported he touched her inappropriately as a child more than 20 years ago. Detectives took Zambrano into custody on February 16th. Now they worry that the Arlington resident may have more victims. Zambrano is charged with two counts of aggravated sexual battery. Arlington police are still investigating and say anyone with past encounters with him or additional information should contact them. Megan Cloherty, WTOP News. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Thursday morning, 115, Robster. Maryland handled business against last place Minnesota, leading by as many as 28 on their way to an 88-70 win, in which the Terps shot 68% to win their third game in their last four and improved to 10-7 and seven in conference, Coach Kevin Willard. We knew how important this game was. I mean, that's the one thing I was really happy about. These guys knew that this was a, this was a huge game. Get to 10 wins. Have Northwestern coming in. I think we're tied for third now. So I thought the way we handled that part of the game was really impressive for this group. Georgetown's second half rally fell short in a 79-70 loss to St. John's that drops the Hoyas to 2-16 and in the Big East. George Washington, for the fourth time in nine games, needed overtime to win. And American has lost five straight after Navy's defense dominated the second half of the Eagles' 70-54 loss. Coach Mike Brennan. Well, you got to be aggressive. And if you're kind of on your heels a little bit and confused a little bit, it's hard to be aggressive. So I thought that happened too many possessions today. But they do a good job. They're good at that going from the you know the zone to like man halfway through the shot clock. Sixth-ranked Virginia had its worst performance of the season in an upset loss to Boston College that could cost the Cavaliers come tournament time. The Capitals had Alex Ovechkin back in practice after a week away from the team to mourn the loss of his father. You think you'll make the 7 p.m. face-off against the Ducks, Ovi? We'll see. Just like, you know, I just want to come back right away, you know, put my mind in a different position than we're struggling right now. So I'm just do my best to bring energy, bring something to the team. That something needs to be scoring. The Caps have averaged only 1.6 goals per game during this five-game losing streak. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. This is WTOP News. Three people, including a Spectrum News 13 TV reporter and a nine-year-old girl, were killed in separate shootings near Orlando this week. Police say the incidents are connected. CBS News correspondent Christian Benavides heard from the Orange County Sheriff, John Mena. Police have arrested 19-year-old Keith Melvin Moses, who they say is responsible for all the shootings. He has a lengthy criminal history to include gun charges, aggravated battery and assault uh, with a deadly weapon, burglary and grand theft charges. Police say the suspect knew the woman who was shot first. It's unclear why he allegedly targeted the news crew. Cristian Benavides, CBS News. Up stories we're following Thursday morning on WTOP. Locally, a Fairfax County police shoot and kill a man suspected of stealing from Tyson's Mall this week, happening on Wednesday. Former President Donald J. Trump pointing fingers this week at the Biden White House as the former leader visits East Palestine, Ohio, where that train derailment led to a big fire and toxic chemical release. And word that Ivanka Trump and the daughter, who is the daughter of the former president and her husband, Jared Kushner, have been subpoenaed this week by the special counsel, Jack Smith, looking into the 2020 election. 
You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Where the time now is 118. Over to Ian Crawford in the WTOP Traffic Center. On I-95, as you try to get out of Fredericksburg, and I stress the word try, we are not moving very much at all. As I can get a uh, an updated image here from our steam-driven cameras, it does appear that we are still in park northbound 95 after exit 130, heading for the Rappahannock River Bridge. Uh, we weren't aware that they were going to be doing any stoppages here, but this is the second one they have done so far this morning, and that's something to take into account as you try to make your way north on I-95 coming out of Fredericksburg, heading for the Springfield Interchange, loosely speaking. Southbounders, your headaches are going to be few and Sadly, not that far between after Quantico and then again after Garrisonville and then again right before Falmouth. Looks like the right side is going to be blocked. One right lane blocked southbound on 95. But the real headache is northbound 95 trying to get out of Fredericksburg. Consider Route 1 as your alternate workaround. On 66, leaving the cat, leaving, leaving the district, I should say, over the Roosevelt Bridge. Left lane blocked by work. We may have some work again near the Roslyn Tunnel. Westbound on 66 over on the left side. Eastbound on 66. As you leave the Capitol Beltway heading toward Route 7, exit 66, you might find the right side blocked by work. And then the ramp from westbound 66 to the outer loop of the Capitol Beltway blocked by work. On the Capitol Beltway itself, the outer loop work and the inner loop work between the GW Parkway and the Georgetown Pike, two right lanes getting by, and additional inner work interloop work after Arlington Boulevard and two right lanes get by there. Maryland, BW Parkway, the southbound work was after NASA Goddard before you got to Greenbelt Road, and it was a right lane getting by at last report. 50 across the Bay Bridge, two-way traffic runs on the eastbound span without delay. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. It is a pretty nice start. Some areas on the cool side, others starting to warm quickly as the warm air really starts to race in across our area, going for a high in the upper 70s to around 80 degrees. That would be a new record for the date. Friday, much cooler. High temperatures in the afternoon, only in the upper 40s to low 50s. Saturday, I'm going 42. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer. 43 this morning in Rockville, 46, Ashburn, 44 District Heights. We are looking at, if I can click here to see if anything's changed and let you know. No, we're at 45 and still holding this 1 a.m. hour, Thursday morning, February 23rd for you here on WTLP. This latest check this early hour brought to you on WTLP by Lynn the Plumber. Trusted same-day service seven days a week. Check them out. Lynn the Plumber. Lots more ahead this early 1 a.m. hour on Thursday for you, including... New details about changes being made by the new head of D.C.'s troubled 911 call center. I'm Nick Ainelli. Montgomery County Public Schools promises action after more anti-Semitic incidents are reported at schools. I'm Mike Marillo. It's 121. Good morning. Glad you're with us. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-885-8844. 800-885-8844. That's 800-885-8844. Good Thursday morning, February 23rd. Welcome into WTOP. Thanks for sharing your early morning with us. Time now is 122. This is WTOP News. 
For the first time, the new leader of D.C.'s troubled 911 call center is detailing some of the changes she's making this week. The center has been heavily criticized for delays in the past in sending out ambulances and mistakes such as sending emergency crews to incorrect locations. Critics say people have died because of all this. Promising that this is going to be a fresh start, Heather McGaffin, the acting director of D.C.'s Office of Unified Communications, said there are now four or five supervisors on duty at any given time. Previously, there were two or three supervisors here. Also, new employees will now need to go through 14 weeks of training instead of the five weeks that were previously required. Eight of those weeks will be classroom training with nationally certified instructors, which is new. And McGaffin says trainees who don't meet weekly benchmarks will be held accountable. We're going to make tough decisions here and we're going to do it in the best interest of public safety. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. Hate symbols and crimes are on the rise in local school systems. One lawmaker on this wants to start an anti-hate task force in response. County Council President Evan Glass says this morning the spike in racial, ethnic and LGBTQ hate crime is disturbing and frightening. He further says the latest numbers from 2021 show more than 140 bias incidents. More than half were race-related of those. Dozens of them targeted religion, especially Jewish people. Glass has now sent a letter to on the issue about creating the task force to County Executive Mark Elrich. Stay tuned. From swastikas being drawn to messages being written and shared, locally Montgomery County public schools have seen a spike in anti-Semitic acts as well. Now the school system is taking action. Since last Friday, there have been nine newly reported anti-Semitic acts at schools. Images that students are showing one another, it could be that they drew on a piece of paper or shared it on a, you know, a device or whatever it may be. Superintendent Dr. Monifa McKnight says what's being seen is unacceptable. Unfortunately, we can't snap our fingers to solve the problem. But the school system does plan to modify its response by documenting the act in the school file of the student who committed it and also bring in the parents of that student. To say, you know, we're going to have a conversation about this. We need you to be a part of the restoration plan and the plan moving forward and what are the commitments we all are going to make to ensure that this does not repeat itself. In the long term, there'll be more lessons on anti-Semitism and hate at schools. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. 30 now on WTOP to an update this Thursday morning to the capital murder case of a former University of Alabama basketball player from D.C., Darius Miles and Michael Davis, who's from Maryland, both facing murder charges in the case and the killing of a woman near Alabama campus in January. We're learning another Alabama basketball player, Brandon Miller, will apparently stay on the team. This despite testimony from police in the case that the star forward brought Miles the gun that was used to kill the woman. Now, Miller's attorney says that's not true and that he never touched the gun. Miller is Alabama's best basketball player right now, projected to be picked fifth overall in ESPN's latest NBA draft ranking. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Good Thursday morning, February 23rd. It's 125. Honeydew, each half hour at 25 and 55 on WTOP. A mixed day on Wall Street with the Dow closing down 85. NASDAQ picked up 15. S&P down 6. The Biden administration says it's considering the first ever lease sale for offshore wind energy in the Gulf of Mexico, a key part of a push to deploy 30 gigawatts of offshore wind by 2030. Is it fair to call soy, oat, almond, and other drinks milk? The answer in new draft rules from the FDA is yes. The agency says those drinks don't pretend to be from dairy animals, and U.S. consumers know the difference. Brennan Hazelton, WTOP News. 
Cleaning your fuel system can help your engine run better and improve gas mileage. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts and pick up a bottle of Chevron Tecron fuel system cleaner. On sale now. Buy one, get one free. Plus,